0: This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 216 of The Real Word.
1: Word is up.
0: All right, before we jump into these rackets, two big pieces of information, news, newsworthy. First, if you didn't check out last week's episode with Tom Ferry, you've Mm got to go back and, and check that one out after this one. You don't have to watch it before this one, but go check it out after. It was... A little bit of a different episode than we usually do, Nicole, but it was really good. Okay. And the big news is if you're listening to this podcast, no changes. So if you listen on Apple, you listen on Spotify, no change. Drop us a review. If you watch this podcast on YouTube to get the full podcast, you want to go over to the Broke Agents YouTube. We're taking the real word. Over to the broke agent. Look at Nicole's face.
1: It's like it's news to me too. (laughs) No, it's it's
0: it's not totally news to Nicole. Uh, So if you if you're used to watching the Real Word on the Real Word YouTube, that is going to be where all the clips live, all the shorts, and for the full episode, go over to Broke. There's enormous news April 18th with the Broke Agent brand. So be looking for that. The Real Word going over to Broke Agent. You definitely want to. Make sure you subscribe there. Stay subscribed to the Real Word because we'll continue to put our clips out and and stuff out on there. All right, Nicole, so, are you are you shocked?
1: I'm super shocked. No, it Nicole's sounds, not shocked. She's sounds just, like April 18th, May override April 6th, but not quite sure about that.
0: April 18th, big day, huge day. Huge April 6th,
1: day. even bigger day. This,
0: you might be watching this on April 6th, big you might day because be. it's. Nicole's birthday and she's
1: I enter my forties.
0: She is already in her forties. She's No no no, just no that's like
1: officially in. Like it it'll I'm in. There's in no the comments. Back.
0: When you're forty, is does that mean you're in your forties or no. is it until 41, you're forty one? You're right. in. You're in I don't know. it. Like I don't now know about I'm like
1: that. I'm I dove into the pool. Forty I was just I was just seeing if it was cold.
0: To me, forty to forty nine is in the forties. So you're you already in it for the last three hundred sixty four days.
1: No Nope. Yeah, that, I was just testing it out.
0: A young forty, though. See what you're, I needed. You know heart.
1: what i what I need, like some wrinkle cream, or you know. Nicole something like White, that. the
0: oldest millennial in the world. Okay. <laughs> <Let's> t- <laughs> All right. Let's jump into racket number one. This is a Fortune <laughs> article. The economic shock hitting the housing market just got bigger. What do they mean by that? The bad news for home buyers. Uh, That already big economic shock got even bigger last week. So last week we saw mortgage rates jump. Freddie Mac reported the 30-year fixed mortgage rate hit 4.67%. It actually hit a little bit higher than that on any given day. Just one week earlier, the rate was at 4.42%. Meanwhile, back in December, it was only 3.11%. Soaring mortgage rates, of course, are an immediate hurdle to demand side of the market. So a borrower who took on $500,000 mortgage at 3.11% rate in December would get a monthly mortgage payment of $2,138. At the 4.67 rate of last week, Nicole, that monthly payment soars to $2,584. So you've got over a $400 difference from December to today on the same 30-year loan. That's an additional one hundred sixty dollars plus thousand dollars over the course of that 30 year loan so this is bad news for buyers and uh there, there's actually people that believe i, I believe it's uh t- 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 there's another article i'm going to reference here market watch uh lawrence young who we, we talked about a bunch chief economist at national association of realtors he says that a five percent rate which we just barely saw it almost touched five percent in twenty eighteen for yeah a moment in time but they there's a belief that we're going to five percent for sure this year home sales may fall by ten percent now that's what did I say there Nicole I said home sales
1: sales might fall not You're seeing home sales.
0: prices right? we're seeing sales yeah and we're already seeing less sales already we're already seeing less sales but they could fall another 10% now pricing Typically, you would see pricing drop 10% when you have a 1% rate uh, jump in mortgage rates. We haven't seen that yet, and I don't, I don't anticipate us seeing that this year. Uh, Redfin says, as rates quickly approach 5%, we expect their impact on home buyer demand to change from a motivator, driving sense of urgency to buy before rates rise further, to a deterrent, causing buyers to step back as the cost of home buying exceeds their budgets. Nicole, we haven't seen any deterrent in this market yet.
1: No, but I, I, it's interesting, though, that they're only talking about buyers, though, in this situation, because I do think that it's going to be an even larger deterrent for sellers at this point, especially some of these sellers that were able to, like, capture, like, you know, like something in the twos, you know, like a 275, you know, to then sell the house to then have to buy another one at five. Bingo. I mean, that's going to be a huge deterrent, again, which is, is obviously going to – um really sort of impact supply even more. So um, again, it's very interesting that they're talking about just the buy side because I think that this is going to be even worse for the sell side for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, anybody that's locked in because you got to think so many people refied their home. Yep. From 2020 to 2022. Multiple
1: so, times though, too. I don't think, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that were like, woo, woo. they got down to like a three and then all of a sudden they were down to like a two and a half. I mean, And they, so people, yeah.
0: not just the people that bought, but the people that refied, which is the majority of homeowners right now right. are way under 4%. Yep. And why would they want to sell? Right? right. Unless they're going to rent that property out and go buy a bigger or a better property that suits their living needs. This is going to hurt inventory even more, even more as these rates go up. And and sure. there's going to be like a, a cold war of inventory where everything just gets frozen, yes. right? A freeze out. Yeah, uh, Home prices are up big time since the onset of obviously COVID-19 put up the graph between March, 2020 and March, 20. 22. You can see where the really hot spots are. Mm-hmm. Uh, northeast is like 24 to 36 percent, right in the middle there. We
1: needed that, yeah.
0: The that southeast corner of the country, same thing, between 24 and 36 percent. You got uh, the north uh, west corner really popping. Some areas up over 48 percent in that time frame. But moral of the story is everybody's up massively on the price. The Fed wants to bring those prices down so the market doesn't turn into a bubble that's why you see interest rates going up it will impact how many buyers are in the market and to nicole's great point it's going to impact how many people actually decide to put their home on the market because they'll have nowhere to go they won't be enticed by a five and a half percent mortgage interest rate so this is going to play out end of the year going into next year more so than this spring market where everybody's like there's multiple offers there's not enough inventory for buyers this doesn't last forever don't get used to just sitting here in this type of market the interest rates over time are going to have an impact now when we talked to tom last week we we're talking about all those yeah. millennials and there's going to be demand for the next five seven years but how many of those millennials Go on pause for a year or two in the next five to seven years, where they rent for another year or two because of how high the rates got. There's belief, well, or they that, have
1: to though, Byron. I yeah. mean, a lot of these people are are right now at that pivotal moment of like, I need to re-sign a lease or I need to buy, and they can't buy. So I, again, I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of people right now trying to buy quickly before the rates go up even more. They're like dying to lock in, um, which again is I think causing them to also overbid on properties just so that they can then, you know, rate lock in. So
0: we didn't have a ton of time with TF last week, but I would have pushed him a little bit on, I believe there's going to be high demand over the next five, seven years. Cause we do have inventory issues that are going yep. to exceed just this spring market for mm-hmm. sure. But there are some things going on and nobody saw 2007 coming. Uh, you know, I can see interest rates getting out of control I can see things going on pause for a little bit within the next five years, which will impact the overall health of the market. You could argue that this is an unhealthy market with where prices are going. Uh, it's a very difficult market for you know all, all of us agents for sure, um, but it's a very difficult market for buyers too. I, by the way, I was having coffee with somebody today, Nicole. Yeah, and uh, talking about how hard this this market is, I was, I was like this. Agent got in, in 2018. yep, I was like, dude, uh, in 2012, the market was just as hard. Yeah. You, you don't realize, like, y- yes, and we're going to talk about a topic here coming up. NARS reporting how many offers buyer agents have to make just to get one under contract. That's hard. But how many conversations, Nicole, did you and I have in 2012, 2013 with sellers that are like, uh, I want to list it here. No, you should, you should list it, yeah. uh, you know, 20% lower. No, but I want right. to just try it. Okay, yeah. let's try it. Hey, how come I don't have any showings? Can you come yeah. back to my house and have hey, another meeting? It was
1: worth, you know, back in 2005, my house was worth a million dollars. Why are sh- you only listing it at 300? I've lost sh- all this money yeah,
0: show me the numbers again. What are you spending on marketing? Shouldn't yeah. we be in the newspaper? Right. Like can, why can have we th- only
1: had four people come through? Why did no one come to my open house? <laughs>
0: can we throw some spaghetti against the wall? Like, can we spend more money yeah. than the house is worth on marketing and hope it sells? These are the kind of crazy conversations, infuriating, conversations. Well,
1: and back then it was so funny though. Because Byron, how many times were you like, oh, I don't even want to be the first agent? Like you wanted to be like the third listing agent on that property. Yeah. It was always like "Mm, I don't want to be first. I'll take I'll take the third, I'll take the third round. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So every market's hard. This one has been wearing on a lot of agents for obvious reasons. For sure. Um and it's not going to get any easier. There that market watch article that I did reference is saying you know there's four different economists all saying that we're going to hit five percent and be over five percent now this year this year not not next year like they were saying at the beginning of the year when it was at three point uh, eleven so all right racket number two competition heats up it's been heating up I like with- this one
1: it's it's like five par- you picked a five paragraph article yeah
0: this is a good one for me <laughs> with five <laughs> offers per home sold so. On average, there were nearly five offers for every home sold in February higher than in recent months. This is according to the February 2022 Realtors Confidence Index Survey. So agents are writing five offers compared to the one that's getting accepted. There's probably agents like in the comments right now saying ah, five, hello, like yeah. 10 to one right. for some of my buyers, but yeah. it's averaging out to five. Uh, these were agents that were surveyed. For, from Massachusetts, Georgia, Texas, Colorado, Utah, Washington, and California. So you got West Coast, you, you got Southeast, you got Northeast. You got you got a good, good mix, mix there. Yeah. Nationwide, forty eight percent of buyers' uh, offers were above the list price. So one out of two, one out of two offers right now are above list price, and it's taking five to one offers for a home to sell for a buyer to get surprised a home. It's
1: not more than that at this point. I mean yeah, but I bet you if this if this survey happened in, you know, maybe three more months, I think that it would probably be, you know, way more close like closer to 75 to to 90%. For You're
0: sure. right. Yeah. You're right, because it'll be lagging. Thirteen percent lagging.
1: Yeah. Thirteen percent of the offers. Harder.
0: Yeah. Thirteen percent of the offers were ten percent above the list price. So th- these are huge numbers. And th- when, you, when you're on like the broke agents Instagram and you're reading everybody's comments on how they're, they're frustrated, or you're talking to an agent in your office, or you're, you're on a mastermind call, you're hearing the same story from everybody. 24 offers. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to uh, Emily on our team. She's like, I wrote six offers over the weekend. Six different buyers didn't get one. Yeah. Agents are like, when or agents is...
1: are like, I'm not even pulling comps anymore.
0: <laughs> comps, <laughs> comps. I saw a hilarious, uh, I don't know who it was. I wish I knew I could, I could give her a shout out like a TikTok, And the agents like calls, you know, say you're, you're the listing agent. I call you and I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I've got an offer for you. We're going to come in 20,000 less than, than asking price. We're going to do a full inspection. We're going to ask you to replace the roof ahead of time. And there's a couple other items that we need. And then, you know, maybe we'll move forward after inspections. And the listing agent's like, take it. Yeah. And then she calls the listing agent today and she's like, we're coming in 40000 She's like shivering. It looks like she's like got the shake. She's like, you know, like, like, a, like an addict or something. Yeah. She's like, we're coming in 40000 over. No inspections. We wouldn't even think about that. Forget the yeah. appraisal.
1: Oh yeah, we'll fill and, the gap. Uh, you can and you can live there for a year free.
0: Yeah, and, and so the agent's like, "Yeah, we got uh, forty offers. Like, you know, everybody's over." She's like, "Okay, they didn't want to do this, but they have a three-year-old child. They're willing to throw their firstborn. They're willing to throw him in the deal." And he's like, "Yeah, we got two of those already. Yeah. You're gonna have to do better." I mean, that that's that's the difference of this market. Both markets yeah. are hard. Yeah. When you're working to this point, to this racket, when you're writing five offers to get one, you're having five price reductions 10 years ago to get one home sold, which is five meetings with sellers, which is five, you know, pulling out the data, doing a new marketing plan, all of that. That's all work too. Yeah. People think they want that till they get into that situation. I want to keep reminding agents of the other side of the, of, of this type of a market, what that right. looks like. Yep. All right, Nicole, this one all here, right. this is the, the marketeer of the week. This is a realtor mag article.
1: I'm surprised you ventured into the realtor mag world. This was all yeah, you. you.
0: You got me going on the, on the mag I mean, it's, sometimes.
1: It's, it's sort of fun.
0: Sometimes home features that may boost sales price. So if we're agents, which we are, we want to know what features, could increase the sale price so we can market that to try to pick up some inventory, pick up some sellers, help educate some sellers so that they can make some more money. We got to put all these graphics up. Let's start with the first one. We'll go one by one. We'll put each graphic up. Nicole,
1: the whole thing's a racket. I mean, The double
0: sink vanity, does that increase a sale price? And so let's give the study. This was from Angie, formerly Angie's List. I didn't know they... They shortened the name to Angie, A-N-G-I.
1: I think someone bought bought Angie's list.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, maybe they bought it and they changed it to Angie. Researchers combed through sold listings to identify common or trending home features and determine whether a uh, price premium could be attached to some amenities. So uh, they went through it. We analyzed over a quarter of a million house listings from across the U.S. and calculated the price premium associated with popular features in every room of the house house mm-hmm. the results show that adding these features to each room will increase the value of your home nicole white you are an expert at oh, picking out these features pricing them out getting ones that are that are that look super trendy but maybe at a good price this is what you do you renovate you design you you know all this stuff so i'm going to ask your opinion on each one we're going to put the each graphics one. up mm-hmm. we're going to start with double sink vanity. This study of over a quarter million house listings across the US says that mm-hmm. the double sink vanity brings a price premium of 2.35%. So so what in are they saying? Are they saying
1: 2% of the sale price or of 2% the sale of, price? of your ROI here? Like are Two we... point,
0: They're saying okay. the sale price, 2.35% okay. price premium on sale price. So a double sink vanity, I would assume yes. in the you know, in, I'm in the, assuming uh, in the
1: master. Yes. Master or bath. maybe in the, in the kids bath. I mean, you got, you got a couple kids guess, in there. Yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, is going to bring on a $300,000 house. That's going to bring, you know, between 308 and 309,000. Does the double sink get you, which a double, what does a double sink vanity cost?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on where you're going. I mean, you can get one for I mean, like $800. You can, you can spend anything, you yeah. can
0: get a good one for a grand or 1500 or something. Yeah, nicer. you're
1: probably, yeah, you're probably close to $1,500. So to is that going to bring you,
0: that fifteen hundred dollar investment is that going to bring you eight to nine thousand dollars?
1: I I I yes, I do believe so. I think in if three, anything, okay, so
0: that's a yes. I do. So I agree okay. with that
1: one. I mean, I think right. I think if anything, you're gonna you would lose buyers. You're you're losing buyers more. But okay. yes, the double so vanity. Nicole, I one hundred percent agree with
0: checkmark. check mark. She says no racket on double sink vanity. No nope. N suite. So bathroom in yes. the bedroom. I'm
1: actually shocked that it's not more money. I mean, if you the have num- a master- The mo- number here is
0: one, for people listening, it's 1.41% price premium. And they're not
1: specifying that it's a master. So they're just saying an ensuite in a bedroom.
0: They said bedroom. They didn't say the yeah. primary master bedroom. They're just saying bedroom. So yeah. if it's like the second bedroom, I could yeah. see where that's only like a 1.41%. I, I agree. I, I it's agree. a master, if it's a master we're we're into it, 5 into, to 10%, You have right? to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. 100%. Everyone yeah. wants a master bathroom. Yeah.
0: So that number would be off if it's if it's the uh the primary as the cool kids yeah. say. Pot filler, Nicole. Kitchen. I mean, this pot is a, this
1: is a total racket because I never really understood the idea of a pot filler. Again, I understand the convenience of it cuz you get to fill your pot, but you still now have to carry that pot to the sink to now empty it. So
0: okay, so so Nicole, where you not get carried really, away? I want to give. I want to give the 3%, number here. Three
1: percent though, three point two percent, three
0: point two percent. They're saying premium. that's
1: worth more than the double vanity, and to me that and
0: the ensuite insanity. bathroom
1: insanity, insanity absolutely insanity.
0: Obviously, this is a huge racket. The pot filler you Total putting in rocket, a pot filler. Racket. Into a three hundred thousand dollar home does not make it worth three hundred and ten thousand dollars. That is insane, and
1: it's really nobody believes that. I mean, gosh, if you're like on an outside wall, I mean, the whole thing is the total racket.
0: So here's maybe where their their data confused them. Typically, where do you see pot fillers? You see them in
1: high end luxury, high end, beautifully
0: renovated kitchens. So was the entire kitchen high end and beautifully renovated? And out of those homes. It was three point two percent higher than kitchens that weren't super luxury. There just happened
1: to be a pot filler uh, in it. You yeah, mean? and it just yeah. it
0: happened to have a pot filler because they went all out. They got the best, you know. What's the best appliances right now that you can get, Nicole? Like, well,
1: uh, it's totally up to each individual person. W- you can do like what's a, wolf a good one? Or like yeah, whatever. Yeah. So you
0: know, you you put the Sub Zero and you did all this stuff, and then you're like, you know what? I've already spent one hundred twenty thousand on this kitchen. I'm gonna throw a pot filler in, and on those. Ten percent of homes that got the pot filler, yeah, they probably did get the three point two percent price premium all compared to the comps because their yeah, I kitchen can't is. Can't
1: imagine it's because of the pot filler. The freaking not pot because filler. of the. So, Are you, so you buying we're two to one? pot filler? Do you have a pot filler in your house?
0: Uh, no, no, I don't believe so.
1: You don't believe so. You're no, clearly I'm trying to think spending be of, of time house. I don't have kitchen. a pot filler
0: in Connecticut right now.
1: No. I, I... no. You're know. you're in my
0: you're in my Connecticut house more than I am right now.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't think there's a pot filler in there.
0: I don't think there is either. All right, <clears> so we're two to one. We're yep. we're good with the double sink vanity. We could have argued that the ensuite would be higher, and yes. the pot filler is a total racket. Fireplace one point nine seven. I mean, at the very price least a fireplace.
1: I think a fireplace is bringing in a lot more money than a pot filler. I mean, a lot of people are turning down 2%? Even looking at homes. People turn down, home. they, people, well, okay. That's a
0: Northeast thing. That's I not a nationwide say, thing. I was going to say
1: in the Northeast. Yes. There are lots of people that don't even want to look at homes because they don't have a fireplace. So, but again, I guess if we're looking at nationwide, maybe it's not a premium if there's a fireplace, but certainly yes. in our area, people want fireplaces.
0: It's actually, it's like weird in Florida. So like, there's very few people that have a fireplace. It's like, it, it's almost like alarming. You got a fireplace for what, what do you, you have a fireplace?
1: There? No, I don't
0: have a fire. Nobody has a fireplace. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I think it's just nice ambiance, you know, you could do like an electric one. Maybe they don't spit out as much heat.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, it's just it would just be weird to like be looking at a fireplace and look at your window and, and see palm trees
1: in like 90 degree weather.
0: Seems like they're, they're well, you clashing. guys must do
1: fire. Do you do outdoor fire pits there?
0: They do outdoor fire. They do more of the like the fire feature type of stuff, like around a pool or something like that. You know, okay.
1: What's that yeah. mean? What's a fire feature? Like a like a like a like there's a flame. Yeah, a, you like know, a tiki you to, torch?
0: Nah, not necessarily a tiki torch, which you could do that too, but anybody can do that. You know, like a fire feature where it's not necessarily a fireplace, it's just like propane or whatever, and it's tile and maybe some a little waterfall fire feature, whatever, you know, okay. something silly like that. Hmm. All right. Last one. Yep. Outdoor kitchen, 2.05% price premium. I think this one is location specific as well because an outdoor kitchen... I mean you tell me, an outdoor kitchen well, in the northeast, do you think that's gonna change the game?
1: One hundred percent. But again, I think this goes back to your pot filler though too. I'm not thinking i I'm I guarantee you some I mean, an outdoor kitchen can cost you upwards of, you know, 100000 dollars. Yeah. So Um, again, I think that it's, it's very specific to what type of house too. I mean, this is, if there's an outdoor kitchen, there's a pot filler. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, Uh, and I, I do think it's, I do think it's increasing the price. I mean, those are, these are, look at this one too. This one has like a pizza oven in it too. I mean,
0: but here's the point. We are not
1: slacking here with this, with this outdoor kitchen.
0: An outdoor kitchen. I'll argue you're not getting the return on your investment. An outdoor kitchen like the one featured here where they've got a pizza oven, they got a stove, uh, a you know, a grill. they got a sink. All of it.
1: There's, looks like there's like a warming drawer.
0: Yeah, or an ice box or whatever. So that outdoor kitchen is going to cost you, I don't know, 20
1: That's going to cost you more than that, honey. So 30 this one's, grand. Yeah, this one's so way you, more than that.
0: You're going to spend 30 grand on a $300,000 house, and it's only going to be worth 2.05% more than the comps. So this is a outdoor kitchens, folks, bad investment unless – you i'm i'm thinking you're in the luxury you're yeah. in a in a or if you're like a huge season.
1: entertainer i mean there is a value yeah. on you enjoying it and using it yourself before it's a terrible
0: roi in the northeast or yes. the upper midwest or you're using you know, the it for states. 4
1: months out of the year yeah.
0: yeah yeah uh there's some if you scroll down this article is actually pretty good if you scroll down there's a whole list of all these Uh, metropolitan statistical areas and then what feature brings the highest price premium the highest one listed on here was new york newark new jersey city uh and that whole pennsylvania area that that whole little area there where the garage brings in 18.47 percent price premium absolutely because you're gonna have snow you're gonna want the garage no surprise there
1: storage yeah
0: San Jose was high ceilings at almost 14%. San Francisco was a uh, swimming pool at yep. over an 11% yep. price premium. W- what caught your eye, if you're from Tucson, Arizona, their feature was walled. That's Wall- what they're so saying. So I had to walled. Google
1: that. I had to Google walled. And, it, and again, if you're from Arizona, correct me if I'm wrong. This is if your backyard is walled in. So your whole mm. property is walled off from your neighbor's. And we you're getting
0: an 8.4% increase there. Uh, Denver, a barn door gives you 8.96%. A barn door. I am so sick of barn doors Uh-oh. and that, that whole farmhouse style of home. I, I was going to just... put
1: a barn door in your bathroom. Should I not?
0: No, you're not. You're, you're, you're <laughs> kidding. That house does not go with barn doors. What are you talking about? A barn door.
1: Oh, Lord. we'll have to argue about it when we get off the air here.
0: Nicole, that house and Connecticut, that's not a barn door style house. That's we'll a traditional style. We'll, we'll
1: chat about it after. Yeah.
0: All right. Yep. Uh, in the comments, you think I should put a barn door in a traditional <laughs> style home? Love to love to know your thoughts. Love to know your thoughts on these features. Which ones are a racket or not? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And how many offers? What's your average? That's what I'd really love to know. What's your average on how many offers per buyer?
1: Yeah. And how get, many offers are you getting as a seller?
0: Yes. Well, I how many offers are you getting seller for sure? But yeah, but if you're when you're representing buyers specifically, how many times do you have to write an offer per each buyer? And if you're not subscribed right now to the Broke Agent YouTube channel, do that. You're going to see Nicole's uh, in her 40s face on there for the next decade. Happy birthday, Nicole White.
1: <laughs> in my, I'm not there yet. Tomorrow.
0: Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Um,
1: Let me have one more day. Getting my still in your warm. 40s.
0: I, I we'll talk no, about that too. I'm
1: not right? in it. Straighten you out. I'm feeling it out.
0: So make sure you're subscribed there. Still subscribe to the Real Word YouTube, which is going to turn into our uh, clips and and our shorts. So if you like to like segment it out, that's going to be the place to do it. We'll drop some exclusive content there from time to time as well. If you're listening, please consider giving us a review on Spotify and Apple. And we appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Keep it real.